Welcome everybody to another episode of the King's Table, where it's all about bourbon, brotherhood, breaking bread. You're very controlling. You know that. Thank you. That's a good thing. That means that I know what I want. Uh, so if if I was indecisive, it would be a problem. No, you don't have to be indecisive. You don't have to be controlling to be indecisive. So be controlling and bossy are two different things. I control. I my think you can know what you want and not be controlling. Because to be controlling is you trying to dictate environments and people's thoughts and ideas. No, that's bossy. Nah, I think bossy is a loose word that people use. Now you're use. being controlling. You're going to tell me what <laughs> it is to me. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Well, are we talking about what it means to you <laughs> or what the word actually means? Which one? Bossy? Controlling first off, then bossy. Because I think bossy is like a word that, that people just made up. Because actually, Google it. To, to be a boss has nothing to do with being bossy. Google it. Well, before we Google, I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to Google Ladies while and gentlemen, you jump in. That lovely voice that you hear, that, that lovely feminine voice is Rochelle. She is from the Let's Get Real podcast. Let's Be Real. Let's Be Real podcast. Thank you for the correction. That's the bossiness. That. <laughs> and I go by Queen Row. She but goes thank by you. Queen Row. We appreciate you joining us tonight. If I may say, we love having queens at the table. Yeah. Kings. I think you should put more. Nah. I listened to a couple of episodes. See, yeah. It's pretty good. See, yeah. you're, you're being you bossy and controlling. No, it's, She's trying to it's control a balance our of energy. Mm. Trying to well, control well tonight, well, I, th- I think we're going to unpack a lot of things tonight. So, right. you know, as we were talking kind of before we hit record, you were telling me that, you know, your podcast kind of focuses on like more taboo issues mm-hmm. and you guys come at it from like a personal perspective, right? Each yeah. person kind of bringing their own, you know, experience and perspective to the table. So, I mean, we're really, really... Glad to have you, you know, gracing us with your presence. And, uh, you know, so you two were just having a conversation, Evans and Queen Row kind of having a little conversation about the difference between being bossy and controlling and being controlling. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, well, first, do off, you want to introduce yourself to the people? Tell them a little bit more about yourself before we jump into this, because it sounds pretty interesting. Well, first off. Allow me to welcome everybody to the the King's Table. Absolutely. Well, it's all about bourbon brotherhood and breaking bread. Um, yes, sir. So, yeah, let's talk about the uh, <laughs> the difference between bossy and controlling. So the definition that I've ever founded was bossy, fond of giving people orders, domineering. She was bossy, scared of nobody, and full of... Vigor. Should be vinegar. But vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So does so that fit does that, that fit your, your description? Not at all. Not at all. No. Oh, so you're just making up definitions of I'm not again that's controlling. You're trying to control the narrative of the word. But I feel like you're trying to control what I'm trying to say. No, nah, I'm trying to I'm trying to understand what you're saying. Okay. So when you tell me when you tell me something, so I'm, if I'm literally control, receiving. <laughs> don't die on this, brother. When you tell when you tell me something, I'm literally taking and receiving what you're telling me and okay. perceiving that information as it's being delivered. Okay. So. So you say you have a definition of bossy. 
No, my definition of controlling. Okay. You what you describing? Bossy. So controlling is more like I control my environment. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know what I want. Mm -hmm. It's more of like a leadership style. You control Mm -hmm. the room. Like if if I was doing stand up comedy, Mm -hmm. I'm controlling the room. Mm -hmm. If I'm a, I'm in leadership. I know what I want and what I want done. Gotcha. So that's controlling. Bossy is just like acting like a bitch. This, this, this. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, we don't cuss on this podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. That I'm out. just joking. <laughs> oh, yeah, we absolutely <laughs> curse. So, you know, and that, and that kind of brings up a good point. So I, I think one of the big conversations that we're having in culture today is about the F word, right? Feminism. So a lot of guys would say that part of the you know, what they perceive to be as a negative effect of feminism is women that are maybe a little bit more bossy in the sense of the definition that events came up with. I didn't come up with it. Well, that you brought to the table. From Google. From Google. Citing my source. So, I mean, would you yourself identify as a feminist? And if so, could you, you know, kind of share with us what that means to you? I wouldn't say I'm 100% a feminist, but I am a uh, activist for women's rights. Okay. That's what I would say. Gotcha. So I believe in women having a voice and an opinion mm-hmm. and making sure that's heard and not being shadowed. Gotcha. That's what I believe. So in, in terms of like feminism in general, right, um, do you feel like it has a positive effect on our society or, or no? Now, when you say our society, are you talking about the black culture or are you talking about all together? Because if you're talking about the black culture, that's totally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's so. let's get granular. I mean, we all, we all three of us are, you know, black. So, I'm, I mean. I'm trans color. <laughs> I'm blue. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have anything I'm, against trans colorism. I'm, I'm blue. Thank but, you. I mean, to. to I'm blue black. <laughs> <laughs> to get into that, um, you know, specifically in our community. Um, you know, what do you feel the effects of feminism are? Um, so I would say you have to split it up mm-hmm. because my parents, I was 69. Uh-huh. And what they see it as is not what I'm going to see it as mm-hmm. or what I view it as. Gotcha. For them, it's more of, of a, like a submissive type. Mm-hmm. Being fem- like feminism. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or like more like uh, the femininity movement kind yes. of thing. But for me, it's something different. Gotcha. So how do, how do those two things differ? Okay. So I would say for me, it's more like um, I make my own decisions. I do take others into consideration, but at the end of the day, it's my decision. Gotcha. Um, and it's not being selfish. Mm-hmm. But um, for like my mom generation, it's more like, Less of me and more of people around me. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Especially when it comes to like marriage and children, even mm-hmm. work. Yeah. So yeah. So, and, go ahead. so I, I think they're like two completely different worlds, right? Like feminine and feminist. Um. So I'm. I'm. I'm like there's a million thoughts running through my mind right now <clears throat> pertaining the two. Um, Cause when you talk about, especially with the different generations um, and the era that we're in now, it's all about 
feminism, and I think that being no fem feminist, and I think that feminism has kind of been pushed to the back burner, at least from from what I grew up seeing my mom and the women in my family doing and acting and the principles that they had. So kind of um, similar to your mom, mm -hmm. um, how she perceived it as far as like, so <clears throat> seeing how there's been a lot of different things, you know, I like the word agenda. Yeah, you do. There, there's, a, there's been a lot of things that came into place. I to should kind ring of, a bell every time you say agenda. You should. So find, the, find the bell. I'll find one. Okay, thank <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> there's been there's been different things that's been put into place to kind of break down the family structure where you elevate one and I hate to use this word, but kind of to diminish the other. Give us an example. I use welfare as an example. Whereas the woman and, and it was a system strategically designed to break down the family. Um, in our communities, right, in our community, the black family, right? Mm -hmm. um, if, if you make a certain dollar amount, well, you can't have the man, you can't have a man in the house at all if, if you're on social, assist, social mm -hmm. assistance. Mm -hmm. Is that the word? Social assistance. Yeah, public right. assistance. Public assistance, that's it, public assistance. Um so with that, and if you make a certain dollar amount, you can't receive certain type of help. So you kind of isolate the woman to be the sole, to, to be the head of household. Whereas our upbringing, right, hasn't been that. Our our original culture hasn't been that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's always been if you're religious or not, the man is the head of the household and he goes out, hunts, kills, bring home, you know. The woman, yes, works too, more so now, but um, that's the example I'd like to present is welfare. <laughs> Do you have a better example? Like, what, <laughs> you what, are another. Like, where are you going with this? We know that. Yeah, so you asked for example. I gave you the example. That that was a system that was put in place to kind of separate and and give w the woman female more dominance within the family household and shit even society in that local society right because if the woman is the one raising the kids working paying for the paying all the bills i grew up in the crack era the crack epidemic i view shit everybody at this table is a crack baby because some way or another it affected us you know what i'm saying I'm not too sure how how prevalent it was in the South, but being from the North, like that was our reality. So when you had these different social programs that were put in our communities, the man, the black man, for one, didn't qualify, um, couldn't partake in, aside from the, the prison program, mm -hmm. <laughs> they send your ass to jail for selling or using. And now, shit, it's considered a, a, a epidemic. And yeah, they get in, they get in treatment for the same shit we was getting locked up for. It's being uh -huh. black men. You know what I'm saying so, like, <clears throat> kind of like, was that a better example? No, I mean you just elaborated, but let's fast forward to now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How does that look now? As far as what? So you gave us the history behind it, right? Yeah. So, so you have, so you have now. There's, there's 
for for many reasons the the black man isn't involved in traditionally anymore isn't involved in the raising so of a family you mean like getting married and having kids or traditionally mean being like in a household being in a household yeah being in a household because what the, the the statistics are what seventy percent of women are raising fatherless children. I don't know. Like it's in the seventies. I want to say fatherless, know. maybe like active, not in the household. Like, not yeah. not in the house. That's okay. like not in the house. Unmarried, and and I think some of the stats, the stats actually, the last time I looked at that, it, at least within like the last decade, the majority of black children have ten, you know been born to you know like a two-parent household sure household so I think that or just two involved parents because no, that's definitely like a you know like so marriage trends in the black community for mm-hmm. instance has actually stayed higher than many other communities so the children tend to be born it's cheaper to keep a brother <laughs> yeah i mean but we I, I think we ain't tying cinder blocks to their yeah. to their feet and <laughs> but i think part of what's going on is i think that you know, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Because I, I do believe that, you know, like you talked about in the 80s, right? You know, you had the crack ec- epidemic and, you know, a lot of men were taken out of the home, you know, due to, you know, the war on drugs and this and that. And women, they did, you know, just out of necessity, they had to take up that that leadership sure. role. And, and I'm not saying that as we in still do that's that that yeah, they chose well, to kick the man out. It was just out of necessity. Yeah, that was out of necessity. But I, I think the question that you're trying to get to is how does things look now? Like, how what is the situation now in the black community? So, my fault, and I do apologize. So, circling back to that. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> circling back to that. That's why I'm so, here. So, we have, we, have a lot of, we have a lot of people that don't know how to be family men because we haven't seen or experienced that like the the um j cole said the only father fatherly example i've had was seeing uncle phil yeah that's just real i'm saying and or bill cosby right they say we've never seen like a, a fully functional family two parents both are working or one's working and we're growing up in a two-parent household. That's very rare for people my age to see. So, like, <clears throat> what that means now is, like, yo, we don't... It's foreign to a lot of us. I'm not saying everybody, but it's foreign to a lot of us. A lot well, of us don't know. Why not create that, though? I mean, I think a lot of people are creating it or trying to create it. Things may not work out, and I think that's where, in in relationships and dating, a lot of us get caught up on is is perspective of what a relationship, especially if two couples are coming together without kids and they're trying to create a family, like what this family should look like. It's a lot of that is foreign, and I think that's where we butt heads. Um, and even when we do get involved in the, these relationships, it's like, well, shit, it's I wasn't expecting this, or one of is the that other when person. You leave? Not, I don't think they always leave. <laughs> people try to stick it. I think people try to stick it out. You really think that? I think so. You know, but they, it, it may not be healthy, and that's where toxic relationships come in, right? But at the end of the day, like somebody running. Yeah, I think I, I think part of so we had this conversation. You may have listened to the episode where we talked about marriage, 
And I think part of that conversation was the fact that for a lot of men, there is no incentive, I think, for a lot of young men to get married. Being that a lot of the benefits that come from marriage can be had outside of the institution of marriage. For instance, um, premarital sex. It's always been a thing, right? But it was seemed to be... In these streets. Yeah, I mean, it would seem to be that the culture now is kind of driving people toward, like, being over-sexualized, right? Mm -hmm. So Again, it's by design, bro. It, I mean... Sex sells. Of course, but at the same time, like, when we start talking about, you know, why is a man, you know, specifically, like, only 36% of black men are married today, right? Mm -hmm. So what's going on with that other 64%? I don't think all 64% of those men are just just running from a commitment. But I do think a lot of those men, like if I can have sex with this woman and that woman and swipe left and swipe right and do whatever I want to do right now, right, then what incentive do I have to commit myself to somebody, it's especially in the sexual sense, because I, mm -hmm. like, I can get that, right? Or Because if she ain't doing anal, somebody else is going to do it. If she ain't giving head, somebody that, else is going to do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you Set, know. If she ain't squirting, somebody else is going to do it. Right. Do you know what that is? <laughs> what? Squirting. <laughs> should I pull up my... Do you know pull up exactly my, what it is? Should I pull up my search history? With the pee -pee. <laughs> Are you questioning that? <laughs> you watch it on porn? <laughs> we see what he does in the I spare plead, time. I plead the fifth. <laughs> nah, I don't. I'm a Christian. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. But yeah, but I mean, you know, but what I think is is a lot of what's going on here is there is not only is there no incentive for a man to establish. What a do you household. mean? There's no incentive. Like, what are you looking for? Well, I think what most guys are looking. Well, I can't speak for most guys, but I'll speak for myself personally. Okay. Right? Are you married? Yes, I'm married. Okay. So prior to meeting my wife, prior to getting married, all my friends are married. You know, I, there was something. I, He's the thirty-seven percent, thirty-six. Whatever. I, I could have the the, so I could have the sexual benefits of. I'll put it like this: There's not anything sexually right that happened prior to marriage. That after marriage was like a revelation. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. I'm lost like a motherfucker. <laughs> well, you, you should sit on the sidelines. Okay. <laughs> but then... You wasn't hitting it? <laughs> no, man. Not, not, not only that, but it's like, for myself, I knew where I was going. Right? I had established my path. I had established where I was going. Whatever I wanted to do in my life, I, you know, I, I chose to, to live the life that I wanted to create for myself, right? And... For me, as, as like looking for a partner, yeah, I want somebody that's driven. You know, I wanted somebody that, you know, knew where she wanted to be. And, you, you know, we could figure out together how do we merge those things yeah, and make oh, that did work. Oh, you find that? So Salute let me ask to you my this. sister. Yeah. So oh, what you made that? you um, get married versus just be together and date? Be because I wanted, I wanted to make that commitment, right? And I wanted to establish something that was a covenant between us. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I did, right? And it because to me, 
I look at marriage as, as a little bit different than a lot of people. Like, a lot of people, they just say, oh, yeah, marriage is ordained by God. But, I mean, that don't really mean nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not that it doesn't mean anything to me, but my definition of it is, like, marriage is a social contract between two consenting adults, right? That's what marriage is, right? Mm-hmm. So if I say to you, look, I like your company, I love your spirit, I feel like I can build with you, I want to build a family with you, you know, I want to create legacy with you, then, yeah, marriage could be a, a byproduct of that, right? Okay. Not only that, I mean, we just look at it, like I said, it's a social contract. If you look at the legal system, right, you know, if we're just dating, right, and I die tomorrow and there's no paperwork to back that, right, you're not considered my next of kin, right? In well, a strange I think family. in North Carolina, like, yeah, but that's only after you've lived together for so long. Ten and years. Ten years, right, and become the common law thing. So if it's three years in, it doesn't hold any weight anymore, right? Right. So I can have an estranged family member that could come in and take that insurance money, mm-hmm. right, which is one of the ways that general we- generational wealth is built, right? Right. So, you know, for, for me, I, I kind of looked at it from that aspect, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a virgin before I got married. You know what I'm saying? So it, it wasn't like sex was something. So for you, it was more like about that. legacy. Yeah, it was about legacy. It was about partnership. You know, it was about commitment. You know what I'm saying? It, it was it was more about those things than simply just putting a ring on her finger. You know? What about you? Huh? <laughs> what happened? What about you? Uh, uh, repeat that part of <laughs> What was the question? So I get the gist of the question, but I'm 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 not in the same shoes. I know you're not. So prior to, mm-hmm. what was it that made you say, "Oh, I want to be married" versus continue what I'm doing and be free without a commitment? I share some of the same. Um, values as 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 can um but for me i came to the relationship with children and together we had children and for me my priority was for all my children to grow up together in a two-parent household um so that was did you grow up in a two-parent household i did not so that was something that you really wanted. That was something that I wanted. That was a, not necessarily a tradition. That's something that was important for me to, for, from. it was something that was important. I feel was important for my children to see and to experience for them to grow up in a two parent household. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, I can't, always be there do things and be there for the kids and they have active schedules all of them mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and so it's not and like you just wanted like a nah man. wait so, let me say it and correct me if i'm wrong but you're wrong you went in i feel you spit as a partnership mm-hmm. for something and it sounds kind of selfish 
Like, you, you was only in it to look out for your kids and yourself because you know you weren't going to be there Mm-mm. for the full commitment. So it's where the commitment comes in. I knew that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with somebody who knew me, who understood me, and who I could die with. And we're looking at each other smiling. So, because I I, I, I believe. <laughs> Why did you laugh? <laughs> <laughs> I want to live. I want to live life with somebody to the fullest. So, like, yeah, let's let's get this this job of raising the kids out the way. But the amount of love that I want to pour into my wife, and vice versa, I would expect the same <laughs> or want the same. Um, the amount of love that would be poured into each other in the relationship kind of not necessarily put the kids on the back burner, but it's like, it's, it's you and I, then the kids. So it's like for me, yeah, the, the management part, I'm a businessman that, that, that's just how my brain is built and functions business management, (laughs) everything else. Um, and to have like legit a life partner, somebody that I could experience everything with. So that's what it the management of the children and all of that, super important. And managing the household, super important. But I'm saying like So that was your priority. Having somebody I could 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 authentically be happy with. Having somebody that were partners, I got you back, completely vulnerable. Um yeah, for sure. Does that answer your question? Or not really. It does, but because them, them, them so big ass lashes <laughs> keep batting, making me, so making me nervous. It, just, <laughs> it doesn't sound to me. Listen uh-huh. to you talk. It just sounds like you want a woman to be there in the house to take care of. Oh, her. absolutely not. Let me finish. Sure, this is called a dialogue. You want someone in the house to take care of your kids. To help you manage whatever you manage and to be there when you need her. Yes, y'all gonna build a love life, whatever, but the main priority is I need a helpmate Man, to help put, me run my life. That's what it sounds like. It doesn't sound so earlier genuine. I stated I was a Christian. So <laughs> right. Well, so mean. in the Bible, in the Bible it says <laughs> that God made woman to be the man's helpmate. To be a helpmate. <laughs> well, so uh, bro, I want to your we, opinion. We could go Islam. Islam? You want to go Islam? Because I could go there too. You you want to go Judaism? You want to go there too? Or or you want? I mean, any. I I believe that. I will always support my my the woman that I'm with. Oh, see, so you didn't say that. <laughs> you never will, you never mentioned <laughs> supporting her. Sure, okay. You you always talked about. So if you want to look at my if you want to look at my you. if you want to look at my resume, right? Relationship resume, my resume. <laughs> How many years you going back? <laughs> my resume in retrospect. Like, so so I put more effort into building up her business. And making sure she was good financially on her own. I'm gonna need y'all both to put more effort into this beautiful Davidson Reserve, Tennessee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't eat, but listen. I wish you would have brought some ice. I would have brought some ice. You uh, should have told me. I got some uh, cold tea. Good whiskey don't need no ice. Good whiskey don't need no ice. But I got some cold tea. I'm good. But yeah, tonight's bottle is that single barrel Davidson Reserve Tennessee whiskey, small batch, 
Sour Mash. This is barrel number 15-0172. Really nice bottle, really nice smooth Tennessee whiskey. And yes, we are coming after you for sponsorship. That's right. Absolutely. dollars. But, bro, I want to get your opinion. I, I mean, uh, both of us have kind of talked about our opinions or, you know, our perspectives on the institution of marriage. Um, what what say you? I'm not married. Okay. Do I want so what's your feminist attitude? Yeah. I ain't. Yeah. I, you feel? Wait, you oh, I, oh, I ain't married. <laughs> Answer the question. So as a single woman, I'm not married. Do I want to be married one day? Of mm. course. Okay. What, Will you what be is controlling and bossy? Marriage, I mean, like, so we talked about, like, what marriage means to mm-hmm. us, kind of, you know, you know, what's your perspective on that? On marriage? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of a traditional girl. Mm-hmm. I would like for my husband to be the head of household. Okay. But I also have a voice, gotcha. and he needs to understand that. So how does that jive with your... Personal, it's that Ohio shit coming brand out. Nigga said jive. Now you know I'm trying to get to my journey. So I am Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm holiness. If you don't know, that's my uh, denomination. Kojic. Um, no, that's not. No, that's, that's two different things. Yes, two different things. Similar though, holiness. Is that uh, why you got on the similar? It is but your nails are are not like clear, so you definitely not Kojic. First of all, well, hold on. She got a, a skirt down to her <laughs> to her toes. <laughs> she got her uh, worn. Now, I want to wear a skirt tonight. Can I not just be me? Nah, you're part of holiness. You 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 you're varying away from your denomination. So your, domi- okay, your denominational so beliefs. I get that, but <clears throat> you can't me, halfway believe. No, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. But you're a part of an organization that you made a point to mention tonight, which means. You made it important to this conversation. Right. So with my holiness, it's a, a little more like new age holiness than from like tradition holiness. Whatever that um, means. Yeah. I might start a church one day, just be what I believe in holiness versus okay. the old time way. So like, what is holiness? Okay, let's not. But we definitely going to talk about what holiness <laughs> is. Okay. Let's get the marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's yeah. the question? I got sidetracked. Well, yeah. what is your perspective <laughs> on marriage, right? Oh, but my husband being the head of household, um, I do believe in being submissive to my husband if. Mm-hmm. If. Nah, I'm just making sure I heard you. Yeah, because yeah. I'm I'm not going to submit to a man that's unstable in his ways. Mm, what's that mean, though? Wow. So. Oh, shit. I want a man. <laughs> that's hard. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's hard. Yo, it hit me the first yeah. time, but it hit me again. <laughs> it, it came around, it looped around, it hit me again. That was hard. <laughs> so if. You claim to that. be like my husband, which um, I want him to be an alpha male. I want him to lead our family. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do that, and if I have to be the man of the house and mm-hmm. do everything, there's no respect there because that's not mm-hmm. what I want. That's a bar. So, I, I mean, I don't have a problem with being submissive. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah, and I, and I think sometimes, so I don't know what your necessarily know what your perspective on submission is, but I think that a lot of times that word gets used out of context because mm-hmm. I think when we hear the word submission, Talk submission about chains and yeah, spanking. I think we're thinking about shadow. That's, that's the um, that's a little dominatrix. 
What you talking uh, about? Oh, different, different, different. Goddamn, I ain't got a little shot here. Goddamn, okay. Ooh, but no. I think, I think. Do you, so, <laughs> <laughs> so with the submission thing, do do you think there is an issue? Because usually, when you say to a woman, you need to be submissive to your man. In today's culture, there tends to be some type of pushback. Right, like there's usually a little bit of apprehension to that. Maybe some, you know. Uh, so, what? Why? Where do you think that comes from? Trust. Trust. Mm-hmm. Can you go deeper? So, um, if I trust you and I know you have my best interest, then I'm gonna trust you to lead me and our family mm-hmm. to make those decisions. So, do you think the women? A lot of women nowadays don't necessarily trust men. No, they don't trust them because they've been hurt and they haven't healed. Mm. So why would I? So if you get, if you dating and all these guys is showing the same type of, you know, attitudes and stuff. Right. And they're, they're, they don't keep their word. Mm. Um, their finances are not in order. Mm. If they have kids, they're not active with their kids. I'm not trusting you. Gotcha. No. God damn, I'm checking all these goddamn boxes. <laughs> <laughs> so you think yeah. there's a there's a gap in the trust between the men? Yeah, mm. and then especially if she have like daddy issues. So you bring your daddy issues mm. to your dating issues. It's like, what? So sh- about the daddy issues mm-hmm. specifically, um, do you feel that too many women carry those daddy issues in when maybe those should be? Kind of set to the side. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the daddy issues. My father, <clears throat> my mother and father were married 42 years this year. Okay. That's beautiful. Um, that's, that's big. So I really don't have those type of daddy issues, and I can't speak on that. But I do have friends um, who didn't grow up with the father or their father was supposed to pick them up and didn't. Or, mm, you know, he right. didn't keep his word. So you bring all of that to the forefront, and then you're trying to date. Yeah. And this same person is showing those patterns. How am I going to trust you? Gotcha. No, so that's why they say niggas ain't shit. That's what that's what they say. They say that's why niggas things. say bitches ain't shit. <laughs> that's, that's what but they say. They say a lot of things. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they, they say a lot of things. So yeah, how how do we like how do we close that narrative though? Because I so I know a lot of single women that their argument is yo, there's no good black men. And I know a lot of guys that are like, damn, ain't no good black women. So how do we how do we close that gap? Like how do we meet? Because we all have issues. We all have we all so so for me, I think I'm set aside just a little bit. Um because I, I I I am a business owner. I do have children, full time parents. Um, I have been married, um, and I, I've, I have a lot of things that other guys my age may not necessarily have. So their dating experience is a little bit different than mine because I look for certain things. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm hearing you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing you. So does that make you a good man? So, so. Does that make you a good man? 
I, I think what I bring to the table, yes, 100%. Okay. 100%. Absolutely. Because I know who I am. I know what I bring to the table. I know how I'm going to treat you. I know what I'm going to do. I know I'm going to keep my word. And shit. <laughs> I can cook and build you a house. And be faithful. So, what else do you want? I couldn't tell you, man. I ain't saying <laughs> say, my fault, bro. I ain't looking at you. <laughs> I ain't looking at you. I know the bourbon's good. <laughs> Let me get a little more. I got it. Let me get a little more of the bourbon. Yeah. Maybe y'all need to cut back. It's him. It's him. Okay. But you know what? Now, now I mean, we started. We started to veer down a rabbit hole, and I, I want to bring us back to that rabbit hole. So events, he is very interested in people's faith traditions, which you should, Whoa, if you wow. know him Tell well, him he has course. a lot of questions, Whoa. right? <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on his he questions of should. faith. Th- that would be And amazing. I think we should invite people with different faiths. Yeah, I, I think that would be that. awesome to I would love to. The thing is, I, I don't got, think I he would arm. make many friends in that in that. You don't think so? I think I would. I met well, somebody. No, I met because somebody sometimes was, you are very combative. But mm. if you can tone it down where you can ha- actually have a conversation with these people, it'd be a good podcast. Yeah. I think it would be a great podcast. You know, I, I'm, I'm very right. interested. So in let that. me ask you a question. You said I'm combative. Ken, do you think I'm combative? I don't think you're combative. I wouldn't use the word combative, but I That's do believe big. you're a contrarian. Right. Let me go to Google. That's how I would describe it. To Google contrarian. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to keep your phone. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's, that's Con- how I would Contrarian, combative. I'm going to tell you this. I respect anything that anyone believes in. I just don't think there's a definite. Yeah. I, I think, though, with that... You is so for me, you know, I'm I'm a I tend to be a fairly principled person. I just think that as long as one establishes a personal ethic, then you know, that should guide how you interact with the world. And so But I said I'm a Christian. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> mean of course. But uh, but also Why it's like batting them paint brushes. <laughs> What's the look? I'm so so if, if y'all can't see the look. But there is a look. <laughs> now they heard it hit the mic. They heard the them thing. eyelashes Bruh. hit the it's mic. It's scary. I mean, Yo. it's like super, super scary. And uh, explain that look. I'm gonna give you some backdrop. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all could have seen Bruh. that look, it was like Friday the 13th. So, but you okay? You don't believe in one religion, right? I do. It's called love. Love is my religion. Cop out. You said it's a cop out? I think that's a cop out. I think you're in prison. I think it's a cop out. I think you're in prison. No. God is what? Love. Okay. So you believe in God? 100%. But you don't believe in Jesus? 100% I do. So you don't have a denomination, but you have a religion. Denomination is is an organization. Do you know that? I just asked the question. 
So you see what I'm saying? So I'm telling you, that's, 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 like that's why you can't have well, the no, no, no. But but hear me out. But hear me out. But hear me out. I mean, let me see. A denomination is an organization that a group of people came together. A group of guys came together. White guys came together and say, "Hey, this is what we're going to set up as an organization." There's finances attached to it. There's an agenda attached to it. There's control attached to it. I was part of a denomination. I was very involved in the denomination. Until I seen the business behind it, and I seen that the people weren't as important <laughs> as the business. The, the business. Well, they always say the um, church is a business. It is a business. Yeah. So I, I, I believe in God. I believe in not Jesus. I just call him by his right name, Yahweh, Yahshua. Okay. <laughs> so there's so, many names. Nah, there's the right names. It's not many names. The right names. Whatever you say. Sure. So, so like, I, I like having these conversations with people. And, and I'm not saying I'm a theologian, but, yo, you got to be able to defend what you say you believe in. On, on the, on the broad, broader spectrum of theology, but even for you personally, and not just use the words hope and faith. Because hope and faith, you can have hope and faith in anything. But it means, it means nothing. Like, sure, yes, belief is belief. I respect whatever anybody... If you say you believe in my happy Father's Day cup to be to be God... And That's cute. ...to be a savior. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. See that? That's dope. That's really cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, 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 look at that Y. Look at that Y, baby. Oh, it's customized. My, come on, yo. My children, are, my children are thoughtful. Let's That's nice. Get it. Let's get it. So, like... <clears throat> I love the conversation of religion and of belief because I love to hear people's perspectives. I never try to argue anything. I present I present the information on what I know, and I love to hear what you know. And more often than not, what I hear of of other people is just thoughts and thoughts and beliefs. Next question. Okay. You gotta be able to defend what you believe in. Next, holiness. Question. Let's that's, talk about the denomination. We're not talking about that. Let's that's talk about the history of Offline. it. Hold on a second. No, 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 no. Let's talk about the history of it. Because I could probably tell you some history of of your own denomination that you may not even. But that know. ain't what it's about. All right, cool. That is quite interesting. So don't run for don't run from stuff. No, we're gonna don't, have another. When don't you, start something when and you run from me. it. Uh huh. Oh, can't got to invite you. <laughs> but that ain't what I'm here for. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not necessarily interested in in a, that type of podcast. But it, it does. <laughs> it's interesting though. So the the verse of the day today um, was First Peter chapter three fifteen verse fifteen where it talked about. I know. You know. I don't even know the verse of the day. You I'm should be prophet. able to talk about. You know, explain what you believe, but be able to do it with. Two things. Do y'all know what those two things are? Be able to decipher. No, it says be able to talk about them with gentleness and respect. That's decipherness. Yeah. All right, then maybe not. No. <laughs> I tried. That shit ain't even But I tried, I tried it. I tried it. No. But. But. um. <laughs> You're always being unsensitive. <laughs> but um, I think that's where that conversation sometimes goes off the rails, specifically because in our culture, we've developed this sense of, um, like, 
everything is a zero-sum game. So either if I win, you have to lose. If you win, then I've lost something, right? So I think when we, especially when we get into the, the conversation about religion, it's almost like I can't present what I believe in and say, you know, this is what guides my, my path without somebody who may have a different belief saying like, well, if you believe that, then you're, you know, going to hell or you're X, Y, Z, whatever the case might be. And when I think about that, I think about like our current, the biggest topic that's going on right now in America is the, basically the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. So I think for myself personally, I wrote an article on this in, in Medium just because sometimes I got to get my thoughts out. Gotcha. And so I wrote this article. He's supposed to be selling houses. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> I mean, I, I, you a real estate agent? Yeah. I, I, oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to get your well. card after this. I've done well. Um, but one thing that I wrote, because I have a lot of people that I'm friends with that are on both sides of that. Okay. Like pro-life like hell, pro-choice like hell. You know, ultra, I got I got MAGA folks, I got whatever, right? Here's the thing. To me, I'm like, it's complicated. So you're in between. I'm not in between. But my thought on it is that this entire situation, right, cannot be easily summed up with, you know, it's, it's murder to, to abort a child or... You know, uh, my body, my choice, right? It, it, I don't think it can all be so summed up so easily. As such a complex issue can't be solved with a simple slogan. And I think that our, our society is kind of falling into that trap of, like, coming up with simple solutions for complex problems, you know? I mean, personally, I, I mean, you know, it's like nobody's looking at the root of the issue. What's the root? I don't know. That's the thing. And I'm willing to say that. I think the root is control. Going back to your favorite world. I think it's bossy. I think think it's control. It's white men being bossy. I think it's white men being controlling. Reason why I think that is because they're, going back to my favorite word. (laughs) The agenda. So do you know the majority of people that's on... Um, SNAP or food assistance and that get these abortions are white people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know that their race are dying out. Yeah, 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 for sure. 100%. Yeah. So the birth rate is down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. The birth rate but, in America has that, been no higher than 1.4 in the last decade. But that's why the white men that are in power are trying to preserve and control their future. But see, I think Ultimately, I think that keep yo she keep, yo. Where's the cameras at? We need to see her eyes. <laughs> I think the control part of it is maybe a symptom of a deeper issue, mm-hmm. right? Because when I hear these conversations, I tend to stand on the sideline because I don't necessarily, I'm not, I don't have my flag planted in the ground of either side, right? Mm-hmm. As as far as what. As far as like pro-life versus pro-choice, womb to the tomb, abortion is murder. So if your wife matter, I, I don't, I don't. So let me middle. give you an example. So if yeah. your wife 
was um say that you guys was trying to you have nice eyelashes i've been talking about them but they're individually <laughs> stitched and Thank they're not you. the cheap like i don't do nothing cheap baby okay okay talk but talk. question uh hypothetically speaking your mm-hmm. wife if you had to choose between her living or the child yeah child I mean, her living means she would have to have an abortion mm-hmm. or the child. What would you choose? I would choose her living. Shit, the child ain't give me no ass. Yeah, I, I mean, and and not for that reason. But <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to him. Right. But this this is this is the nuance. Get no box from this dead kid. <laughs> this dead kid's gonna cost me. It's God another damn bill. It's <laughs> another bill. Here at rent. the King Table Podcast, we don't endorse. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, I can have how many, it real. how many sperm cells are swimming in a nut? <laughs> but no, I, like I mean five thousand, ten thousand. I would very. Hey, listen, God, I would a very lot more choices. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, no, that's that's a simple choice for me. However, I do feel that is part of the nuance of the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Because there are trigger laws on the books in certain states mm-hmm. that would allow for the prohibition of that particular situation, right? Mm-hmm. Abortions in that situation would be outlaws in some states, right? Mm-hmm. So my thought is that is a that is a very complex and nuanced situation, right? Because to me to say no, you know, 100% no abortions under under any circumstances and then somebody comes with that case. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's kind of callous to say, well, no, you know, if, if she dies, she dies. Right? That's callous, but the state, certain states are have that stance now due to their trigger laws. So how's their pro life though? It's not and and you know and this is coming from a, a a much less biased perspective that I have on the situation. That's not pro life, because the thing is, and it's part of my article. You can check it out on Medium dot com um, backslash canceled. Look, um, it's part. One of the things that I wrote in my article was that being a Christian, I don't know a whole lot of Christians who are rushing out. To adopt a bunch of kids. Oh shit! Right. Oh now, shit! That is my observation oh, on shit. other Christians. That oh, that shit. is not an <laughs> indictment on them. Are but you it saying is an like observation. in a black church or like? I'm talking about Christian universal period. church. However, I especially do know the Holiness Church. How, Don't do that. But but I do know though. Tread lightly. The the stats show that Christians or people who identify as Christians are two and a half times more likely to adopt children, right? However, for the amount of people in the Christian church who say, you know, God says abortion is murder, right? There doesn't seem to be this high level of affinity for adoption, right? There almost seems to be, on the religious right, (laughs) this uh, kind of aversion to children who need public assistance Mm -hmm. and the parents thereof so my question is are you pro-life or are you pro-fetus right because once that baby gets here if the woman has no support system and she's a you know she said the whole way look i can't afford a child i don't want a child 
I don't want the baby. When the baby's born, now what? I'm going to your church. You know, that that's just my question that's on like the situation. That's like a sermon. I'm going to his church. Um, so your question. Um, What's your denomination? <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland. So, so Cleveland? <laughs> That's the okay. That's the land of BIFC. <laughs> Yo, is that the home of Pence or, or is that Detroit? No, Pence is from Indiana. Indiana. What's your question again? So my question is, what, what's your stance on all this abortion? Oh, abortion. Talk? So um, I'm for abortion. Mm-hmm. As a woman who has had an abortion before. What? I knew you was gonna do that. <laughs> What? Why are you so extra? In the Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. So, um. Y'all need to hurry up with this bourbon. Yo, you you going through some, time out. I, this is a very important moment for you, and I do want to acknowledge that. Um, Let's I think he's shot. going through something. Let's take a shot. <laughs> you know what? If, if I think we should. I'm drunk as shit. Oh, go ahead. You want to pour your I'm falling, I'm falling out of my chair right now. Why don't you get me to my car? Because parking was horrible. Parking was horrible. <laughs> You're still poor? It is a school night. It is a school night. And I'm, trying to, and I'm trying to wake up tomorrow. You got to work tomorrow? I right. work every day. I so, got to work. I got to go back to work tonight. That's deep. So share that. I want to I want to allow the church. I want to allow that space. Can we take a shot? Yeah, let's take a shot. This is, well, shot time o'clock. out. Time out. First off, this is not a shot. A what? Those are not shots. This is a shot. Salute. She does not have a... Look, the it's queen the same thing. It's definitely not... Bro, put your car... Put it up. Same thing. Hold on. It was on the coaster. First off. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> You're drunk. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Same Can't thing. Clack. All right, now, Queen Ro. <laughs> you can't make a face. You can't make a face. You can't make a face. I do in this you moment. You can't make a face. <laughs> Y'all should see her face. Y'all should see her face. Uh, to, me, face. to me, it's getting, way, it's getting better and better. This, this, <laughs> Y'all should see her face. <laughs> this is some good First of all, let me tell y'all. Yo, I just had a Burt Kreischer moment. I just had a Burt Kreischer moment. No, y'all give me this hot ass liquor. No ice, no chaser. Like nothing. Y'all supposed to be the bourbon brothers. That's how we drink. I mean, look, a nice bourbon should never be, you know, watered down, right? It shouldn't be like tainted, you know, with that water, with all that stuff in it. But anyway, I do want to, I do want (laughs) to. Back to our conversation. It's, it's hit my chest right She's now, so give me a minute. She need a second to process. Yo, while while you said that, right? Quick side note. Yeah, I seen this this video on Instagram today. Uh, Shorty, Shorty has chest hair. Wait, did you watch the video I sent you? No, I figured. I don't have an iPhone. Instagram. No, it's iPhone. right. It's supposed to take you to the video. It didn't. But that's fine. Go ahead. It didn't. So Shorty had like. Hairy ass legs and a hairy ass chest. That's rough. A hairy chest. More hair than I have mm. on my chest. And it looked like my beard. Anybody that knows me, 
Why the G, also known at every fast food restaurant, <laughs> Mr. Beard. <laughs> so I got a pretty hairy motherfucking face. Shorty had a hairy ass chest. What is the purpose of that? A hairy chest on a woman? Yeah. Is that a, is that a political statement? I, I think I think it's a feminist movement. That's a lie. Yeah, yeah, it's, I have it's seen not feminism. people that it's not feminist. Feminist that do that. It's, no, it's feminist, but it's not feminism. Okay, it's not femininity. Femininity, that's the word. Yeah. Yo, you need college words. Amen. That is a word, and that was a movement. That's that's actually a theory. The femininity movement. Why is it a theory? That's where people like Mahogany Pete came I'm up. Just, I'm asking, yeah. why is it a theory? It's a movement now. They have femininity schools. So mm. one of one of uh, you know last year at, we uh, should have masculinity schools. They definitely have should. They actually do. Because these niggas. It's called the man. They yeah, got a why few. Why do you be niggas? These um gentlemen. There's a few of them, but yes. you know one of. Yo, shout out to Umar, <laughs> Doctor Umar. <laughs> Yo, Doc. He got his own school, right? <laughs> not, not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. Still waiting. It's still in the still making. Still waiting to see if I'm gonna it's get a return on my investment. Listen, I, I gave him. <laughs> I sent it two dollars. I want to see a return on that. <laughs> I'm trying to get a return. How on much my it take? Now. How much it take? Not he need lot. another quarter. He says he need another what quarter? What quarter? <laughs> what meal? Yeah, bro, to start a school. I want him to start the school. I'm gonna tell you why, right? Because there is a concerted effort in this country right now to ban plenty of books Mm-mm-mm. written by black people. Absolutely. Wow, so, so, I didn't know that. So this author that I follow, Clint Smith, I, I feel like he's a historian of our time. He wrote a book about the the Confederacy. Right? He's a black historian, right? And it was kind of unbiased. It was just kind of like a, an observational thing. And uh, his book got banned in, That's I think, crazy. Arkansas, oh, Mississippi. Oh, the truth. Oh, Yeah. What's the name of this book? I forget the name of. It. I, I'll, I'll get you the name of. It. Please let me know. I but read Clint it. Smith, and it's gonna he's be amazing. on the so Please post that on on our. Yeah, social we can put media that well. in the show notes. But he also has a. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Crash Course. It's a YouTube channel. He did the whole series on uh, Black history, like Black American history. Um, amazing historian, amazing author, Clint Smith. Check out his work. Like this guy goes into detail, and he doesn't pull any punches about the way black people fit into this American story. He's, he's incredible. But anyway, that's why I hope Dr. Umar gets his, his school mm-hmm. built. Because regardless of what you think of him, Did you I, donate? Support, I support it. Hmm? I, I have, I have, yeah, I, I donated have too. Money. I support it. I have sent money. Be, because, so I, I don't agree <clears throat> with the business side of things. There's a lot that I look for, but because he's trying to educate us. I support it. Yeah. Let's go back to your abortion. Yeah. I want to oh, create yeah. the space for, for you to kind of, you know, if you feel comfortable kind of sharing your, your thoughts, your experiences. And oh, no problem. So I. And, and we're not making light of it. <laughs> I don't have a problem talking it's, about it's, it. We're not making light of it. Of course, you know, my um, podcast is called Let's Be Real. Let's Be Real. So. Um, By Queen Row. Yes. <laughs> so um, I was in college. I thought I was in love. Well, I was in love um, with the guy. Um, he ain't shit. Where he at? He ain't shit. Where he at? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga really ain't shit. But anyways, um, I got pregnant. Um, and my mom always, my mom is a minister, and she always preached. In the holiness church? Definitely. Okay. 
So she always preach, um, get your education, then start a family. It was always like ingrained in us growing up to get your education first, then start a family. Um, so I did it out of shame. Um, did what out of shame? The education or the the, the abortion? Okay. I did it out of shame, and then I mean he was for it. Mm-hmm. He was all for it, and I soon realized that he was all for it because the nigga was fucking around mm-hmm. with other bitches. So damn, why they gotta be bitches? I mean, with other females, he was. I'm pretty sure they probably didn't know about me. But why can't there be upstanding women in the community that's raising families or, or that's they could be, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't honest. Okay. So um, everybody's taking eight jackets off in this room. Yeah, that, that whiskey got me out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Queen Road, do you got you got hair on your chest? I do not. You I sure? get waxed, but not on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> But not on my chest. Okay, That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> I get waxed faithfully, okay? It's smooth. But anyways. um, This is my second favorite podcast. All right, go ahead. This is okay, so um, I told him I was pregnant. He already knew I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I didn't know he was messing around with other females because um, I thought we was committed to each other. That's when niggas lie. But anyways, um, I end up getting an abortion. Go to the clinic. So the way it's set up, mm. you go and they tell you how many weeks you are. Yeah. And then they they um, tell you after that, you have to book another appointment to get your abortion. Gotcha. So, so it's not a one-shot deal. Oh, no. I don't, well, I don't know many clinics, but the clinics that I went to, that's right. how it was done. So, I didn't drop some hoes off today. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, and you probably the nigga that I'm describing right now. <laughs> it was a so dr- anyways. Yeah, it was so a McDonald's <laughs> drive through <laughs> You get a burger and a bullshit. Bush- anyway. You bullshit and a burger. <laughs> Yo, so I went the first time, and it was like, you're eight weeks pregnant. Right. And I think in North Carolina, you can only be up to 20 weeks pregnant. Yeah. So I was eight weeks pregnant and i told him whatever he gave me the money whatever i went he dropped me off god damn to the clinic i got the abortion done whatever so that day i'm thinking like this nigga this guy that i'm dating is supposed to be there for me Mm -hmm. like i just had an abortion i'm expecting you to as my boyfriend i'm expecting for you to be there for me and he wasn't wow so my homegirl came over and she spent the entire day with me. Um, the day that I had an abortion. His excuse was that he was washing clothes. Washing clothes? And he couldn't come and be you. with me. You making him story. I swear to God. I don't believe you. Wow. I swear to God. This was like my junior year I don't of believe undergrad. You. Wow. Yeah, I don't So um Yeah, I don't believe you. He was washing clothes. Yeah, he said he was washing. He said he was washing clothes. So he dropped me off to the clinic. Mm-hmm. I got it done because it's like quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very mm-hmm. quick. So they give you like um, Tylenol eight hundred mm-hmm. to take. But I already took something before. That's yeah. if you pull a muscle. Whatever. So they give you this medicine to yeah. take, and you have to sit and wait and let the medicine the medicine to take effect. So I go in. I'm scared as hell. It happens. 
within 10 minutes. Yeah. He, you know, did what he did. I come out. My boyfriend at the time drops me off to my home, and I don't see him no more. Wow. For the day or ever? For the day. Oh, I see him again because we we're in college, so mm. I'm seeing him on campus. But, yeah, wow. that was it. And then a couple months later, his other girlfriend pops up pregnant, and they end up keeping a child. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Y'all could have made a community. <laughs> That's the burn. Why y'all both? <laughs> I just want to let y'all know that that voice that Jerry said <laughs> was not Ken. But he has a son now. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah. Mm, that's crazy. Wow. So, in in situations like that, it's like as as a woman, you have to make the best decision for you. Yeah, because the nigga wasn't there. So so I always like play back in my pay play back in my mind like pay play play back in my mind mm-hmm. if I would have stayed with him mm-hmm. how would my life be mm-hmm. with another child plus these I have a set of twins if you didn't know twins yeah girl boy so are you good I'm 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 good baby. That's what I'm saying. You got a boy, you got a girl. If I never have any more kids, I'm fine with that. But if my husband wants to have more, I'm fine with that. What you doing for the rest of your life? So, anyways. So Damn. <laughs> we call that a level shift. Oh, shit. In the cell, <laughs> the, uh, language of shells, that's a level. Goddamn. I'm just saying, I'm open to having more kids. But if my husband, husband, emphasis on that. Because I'm not having any more kids out of wedlock. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, if he wanted more kids, I'm down. But if he don't, fine with me. I got my boy and girl. Whatever he got, it's mine too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it is what it is. I, I think that's 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 beautiful. And, and going back to like the, if as a woman that has to store, house, you ain't like you ain't like the, the the word I used manage earlier. <laughs> control. Nah, not control. Just manage. You ain't like the word manage. I no, I didn't like the word control. But I'm not controlled. The man is not controlling. Okay, anything. say manage. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> as as a woman, you have to basically basically be responsible for the totality of this child mm-hmm. up until it's born. It's like. Past that, it's not. And past that, for 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 a man that only knows what it means to be there. So my pregnancy, um, my my kid's father wasn't there. Like I needed him to be for the twins or the or the piece of shit dude. Twins. Okay. Well, both. Okay. That wasn't there, so um. He wasn't there in the way that I needed him to be. Mm-hmm. Why do you think I, that is? Young, scared, commitment. He didn't know. We figured out life together. Well, mm-hmm. not together, but together. Right. So I was 27. He was 26 mm-hmm. when I got pregnant. You like young guys? I like older guys, but however. <laughs> 26 isn't all that young, though. That's it's baby. not, but when you've been living life, so 
it goes back to your freedom and being selfish. If you date a woman that doesn't have kids, mm. she's very selfish. But if you date a woman who has kids, she's selfless. Mm. You know? So, um, yeah. yeah. That I, He wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. So, I'm growing up, college, everything, I'm taking trips almost every other weekend. Like, yeah. Doing what you want to do with your time. I ain't got to worry about feeding people. Right. Taking care of people, changing diapers, you know, feeding my child, breastfeeding my child, daycare. That was all out the window. I was in a freaking clubs. Yeah. <laughs> like open bar going the next day taking exams. Like right. you go from that to being a full-time mother, you got to boss up. So how would you say that? relationship has evolved over time relationship and with the, the father like his father yeah he has grown he has grown in his own stance mm-hmm. he has not grown into the man I would like for him to be as a father gotcha I would like more not me telling you, but you knowing as a father because you have spent that time with your kids and you know your kids, you know what they need, you know what they want, and you can take control of that. Gotcha. I would like to take my hands off of that, mm-hmm. but right now I feel like I'm kind of controlling that, if that makes sense. I can see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so it seems like, it, you know, like you're in administering everything yeah, and I feel like I'm being a mom and a dad at the same time because he doesn't live here anymore in North Carolina. Okay. So, yeah. Does he live in China? He lives in Ohio. No, I'm lying. He lives in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Must be in Dayton. Niggas from Ohio ain't shit. <laughs> no, he lives in Florida. But yeah. I God damn, Florida? Florida? Yes. Florida niggas ain't shit either. Orlando. For real? Yes. Yeah, I ain't wild in Orlando. But you know it. I do know Orlando. They, call, they well. got something down there called Muck City. You ever heard of Muck City? Never. Oh, okay. I think you just made that up. Nah. Tell us about nah. it. That's a whole. So I know what the Muck is. So back in the day, um, there was this portion of Florida, right, where they had a whole bunch of like high level football recruits, mm. right, go get recruited all mm. over the country, like all American. Oh yeah. So um, a couple of these guys end up going to Ohio State. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm from Ohio. I like yeah. Ohio State. I, I actually was going to go there for graduate school yeah. for to get my um, healthcare management and MBA degree. I got accepted to Ohio State out of high school. I was college talk, but then I saw <laughs> the ticket, and I was like, "Man, I'm going." How to much the it cost? Yeah, I was like, "I'm going to the army. This shit is too expensive." So, so, so you're a veteran? Bored. Yeah. Oh, my but, dad's a veteran. Okay. Uh, but, um, yeah, so Muck City was like this portion of Florida where, you know, these boys grew up playing football in the swamps, right? Wow. So, it, inherently, they were just fast. You know of what I'm course. saying? Like, these dudes were just super fast. So, one of the dudes, Santonio Holmes, he went to Ohio State. Chris Gamble, he was also from that area. He went to Ohio State. And, um, I mean, these brothers were just, like, fast. They're the fastest thing we'd ever seen. Frog feet. Yeah, I mean, these dudes are just crazy fast. You say frog? Frog feet. You ever had frog legs? <clears throat> I love frog legs. That's actually pretty good. 
pretty good. God, it's kind of tastes like cross chicken. between fish and chicken thighs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't my favorite. I love chicken thighs. But um, you know, back to our conversation. So I, I do oh, appreciate you sharing that. You did. You did bring up food. I did. Would you ever eat a fetus? What? <laughs> what is he talking about? Let me no, ask, wait, let wait, me, wait, wait, wait. You know that you. is a thing where people know, eat people. I know. That's like very. That's what I'm this is, yeah, this is it, it's no. been a thing, and it's like more popular now. No. That people eat people. That's white. No. That's Democrats. No. That's Democrats. Democrats. Pizza shop in DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pizza Gate. <laughs> That's Democrats. No, I will not eat a fetus. What do you so, mean? It's Democrats. Democrats eat fetuses. Just Democrats? Republicans. You're going to have that tag on this freaking podcast. Democrats eat no, fetuses. No, they don't eat freaking fetuses. <laughs> Democrats eat Do you vote? I do vote. I think. I think and he votes vote? for Democrats. I don't vote for Democrats. The hell what do you, you say? What do you vote? We met, we met working on a Democrats campaign so, tell me for that. mayor. So, in Charlotte. So I'll tell you this. I vote cap, I vote, cap, I vote for cap issues that are important to me. Charlie Baker, Charlie Baker, a Republican governor of the state of Massachusetts, which is where I hail from. Mm-hmm. Right? So <clears throat> I vote on issues. Like if I if I fuck if if you support what I support and I believe in your stance and your platform, I'm gonna vote for you. So I it think, doesn't I matter the party. I don't, fuck the party. I think the two party system is poison to our community. It's it's a it is the biggest travesty in our and, and, culture. And I I today. think I think that more as of recent, not fuck recent. I think I think more black people should vote on issues and not for parties. And if we vote more so on issues, we'll be able to say collectively. Fuck the Democratic Party and fuck the Republican Party because they always need our votes. Well, We're I a small percentage. Hold on, two seconds, two seconds. Hurry up. We're, <laughs> we are a small percentage of the voting population. All right, Mr. But, NPR. But but it's like <laughs> I was listening to that. I'm like, yo, bitch, hurry up, Tommy Tomlinson. <laughs> the fuck, hurry up. But but I, I, I think that, yes, I think we should have, as black people, right, not just African Americans, not just as Caribbeans, or, or just black people, period, should have our own voting party because there's a lot of things that come into play that just doesn't benefit us. And we're just voting for party representation because they waive these Yo, my nigga said, yo, if 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 you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Yeah. Yo, that's yo, he spit and pissed on us at the same time. And what well, did I, niggas and what um, did niggas do? Niggas went to go vote for him. I think that if black people understand the history behind the Democratic Party, yeah. they wouldn't vote Democrat. Facts. Well, even, so even, I have to push back. Okay, right. do I need to go to Google? <laughs> no, we don't. Have to, no, I, I'm gonna be Google. Okay, go I'm gonna be Google right now. So, I, and that is true. So, there was once upon a time the Democratic Party was known as the Dixiecrats, mm-hmm. right? And the Dixiecrats were very segregationists, right? 
They were very like but here in the South right now. Yeah, and did Dixie? Don't do that. Goddamn Dixie! Goddamn! Don't do that because you already have your perspective about people from the South. Yeah, he does. Wait a minute, right? Why? Why everything? You do. Why like, everything? So you from Ohio, right? I'm from, but my my roots, my whole family is from Alabama. God damn it! Damn, I'm yeah. seeing here. That's God like even alone, southern in North Carolina. Yeah. Okay, but would you? Did you grow up in Alabama? I grew up in Ohio. Okay, so that don't even count. So he's Alabama is out the. Yeah, but but not necessarily. So so I mean, understanding my family history and its mm-hmm. roots, right? So that is something that helps to form who I am, right? Um, in the sense that, for instance, how do you balance the two? So the way I balance it is I embrace it all, right? So for me, growing up in the Midwest, you turn it on and off. No, I don't. I, I mean, it's all a part of, of of who I am, right? So the thing I got from growing up in the Midwest, right, especially where I grew up, is we we tend to have this like this resilient, like independent stoicism. Okay. Right? Which is kind of like, if you've ever lived throughout the Rust Belt, throughout the Midwest, a lot of people are like that, right? I Where, never heard the Rust Belt before, but go ahead. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the Rust Belt is just a term that just kind of points back to the factory towns. Mm. Oh, Hellville, okay. America, okay. Buffalo, okay. Cleveland, okay. Youngstown, okay. right? So, but that, that just kind of independent stoicism that we have in the Midwest, that is a part of who I am. However... Looking at the the southern part of me, right? So like, my mother and her sisters, right? Like they marched with Dr. King in Sylacauga, right? As they were marching to integrate some of the institutions there, his marches in Sylacauga were not publicized, mm-hmm. right? This wasn't like a big thing that happened where it was a bunch of cameras and this and that. It wasn't Bloody Sunday and this and that. But the thing is like. Those people are, I, I think of them as like the salt of the earth in a sense, because I mean, they just, they just want to survive. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but it's those people who like on their backs, the country was built. So, I mean, I, I carry both of those traditions in myself, but when you talk about the democratic party, I think the reason why black people need to push back against Democrats is because we've been given a lot of, Broken promises by the party. So did y'all vote? I, I voted, This yeah, last absolutely. election? I vote, yeah. I'm assuming you didn't from the look on your face? You didn't what, vote. What election? <laughs> you d- just say yes or no. That's all I need. No bullshit. You want the truth? Did you vote yes or no? Yes, I voted. You did? Who'd you vote for? I voted for Kanye West. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you vote for? I, I voted for Joe Biden. Why? The reason why I voted for Joe Biden is because of my why pragmatism. Me why? I, I just want to know because I'm she like, felt if, she felt like if, you wasted your vote. If he asked, <laughs> if he asked me the same question, vote. I tell I think, him. I think I think you threw away your vote too. Though. No, so here's why I voted for Joe Biden. Right, I right, go ahead and if I'm allowed to, if I'm afforded the opportunity, I'll let you know. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So so it personally, my that's the definition <laughs> of bossy, man. <laughs> So my philosophy, uh, you know, politically, my, my political ideology is one of a like of a a left center, gotcha. kind of ideology, right? Gotcha. I I am not so the AOC Bernie Sanders wing of the party that that turns I like me Bernie. Off. I like him as a person. I love if he to have can a get my student loans like you know, cleared. I, I, I love. Would, you know, I like Bernie Sanders 
and I like the fact that he he truly believes in what he's he's talking about. I definitely you you know how long he been in the political party? A long time. Yeah. I mean, this guy with ninety years, yeah. ninety three years. To he, be exact. Shut up. He was one of the marchers <laughs> back in the sixties. I yeah. love Bernie Sanders. Ninety three years he's been marching. But my my reason is, is it really ninety three years? No, Are you he's, joking? He's only seventy years. something. Years. Go ahead. Like seventy. He's but old. That's all I know. He's, he's old. old. 93 but years. But he believes in standing. He believes in what he stands on. Right. right. But, but he's been consistent. He's consistent. However, the reason why I voted for Joe Biden is because I felt like this next person who occupied the White House had one job. How do you feel about that one job now? I don't think he's done a great <laughs> job. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm, I'm a realist, right? But I also I think, don't think you're a realist, but go ahead. I think I'm a, because here's what happened. I think Joe Biden had a, a severe miscalculation. Mm. He believed that he was going to die like three days. Let in. him tell his no. story. He I believed thought. that the Senate that he was going to inherit mm -hmm. was the same Senate that he presided over as mm. vice president. That don't work. And it's it's changed mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And one thing that he miscalculated. Because black people don't vote. Not that. Not that. What? There's literally two states where if the people change their minds, Joe Biden could get his agenda pushed through, and that's West Virginia and Arizona. West Virginia? Yeah, because Joe Manchin, who is a, he's been sitting in the Senate for 20 years now, out of West Virginia. 20? Yeah, so Joe Manchin, his family, has, they've amassed billions of dollars. Have you ever been to West Col Virginia? I've been to West Virginia. My, my brother used to build bridges in Huntington, West Virginia. Wow, right. my best friend. One of my, one of my best friends lives in West Virginia, yeah. and I usually stop at West Virginia for gas. Yeah. So one of, one of my best guys from the army is from West Virginia, right? He's he's a he'll tell you right now if he's sitting here right now, he's just old hillbilly redneck yeah, white boy. In, fa in fact, right? every time I drive through West Virginia, I stop for gas. That is the state where it's cousins, cold country. cousins can marry each other, right? Joe Manchin, no, amassed his fortune off of coal companies, yeah. right? So if you look at Joe Biden's Build Back Better agenda, a big chunk of that is simply putting in environmental controls on our greatest polluters, which is coal plants, right? Mm -hmm. And if we start to phase out coal plants, Joe Manchin's family starts to lose their fortune. So Joe Manchin has consistently voted his financial interest. This is something it's called power. powernomics, right? If you read books by Dr. Claude Anderson, mm -hmm. he tells God. black people we need to start voting our pockets. God. So that's who Jesus that, is. Not only that, but we need to put our money behind our vote, right? That's who Jesus is. So first of Let's all, talk about it. First of all, Joe Biden miscalculated that Joe Manchin was going to be on board for a more liberal agenda. He is not. Mm -hmm. He also miscalculated that in the state of Arizona, that Kirsten Sinema, who was a, a newly elected senator, right, in order to win, John McCain. You said Arizona? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. John McCain had been the senator in Arizona for God knows how long. Mm -hmm. He was a centrist Republican. He about to There's no over. way a liberal would get elected to that seat, mm -hmm. right? So she has to be like a center-left kind of Democrat. The thing is, the Joe Biden agenda is not center-left. It is a very hard left agenda. Super. And as super long as you, we got things like huge spending bills for student loan debt, 
or or for some of the social programs that he wants to support, which some of them I actually I think are good ideas, they won't ever get passed because of those two senators. Okay, so let me be honest with you guys. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't going to vote for Joe Biden, but I did. And the only reason I the did, devil, what <laughs> y'all, what won me over? Did you, yo, you did vote. Who did you vote for? Trump. I already voted it. for Kanye West. Anyway. I'm gonna tell you why. If I, I'm if I'm afforded the opportunity, we'll we'll let him explain. Okay, so I voted for Joe Biden because um he talked about student loans. I'm a woman <laughs> of higher education. <laughs> Shut up. I'm a woman of higher education. I yeah. believe in getting my education because yeah. my education has carried me a long way. Right. A very long way have um, afforded me opportunities um, just for my education. Right. Um, so when he said he was going to, you know, do the thing with the student debt, yeah. which have still haven't been done. It can't get done. Joe Biden. It's not going It will to. never get done. What is that lady? She said she wanted $50,000 um, removed from student loan debt. That was Elizabeth Warren. Right, Elizabeth that, Warren. It'll never happen. But, but I, Barney Sanders said he Elizabeth. wanted all of it, right? Won't I happen. love Elizabeth. It would never happen because America is a business. And yeah, and that's you know, bad business. And we don't own anything. It's just all in yeah. the air. But anyways... Um, that's why I voted for him. I was not going to vote vote for him. Mm. I was not going to vote, period, Yeah. at all. Right. But then I was dating this guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, gosh, here you go with shit. <laughs> Let the man. With the date. Yeah. I was okay. dating this man. guy at Talk this time. She believed in the man being the head of the no, house. No, no, no. Also the she submissive. <laughs> She's submissive. Yeah. The, submissive. the man is the head okay, of the ballot listen, box. Okay, but listen. Listen yeah, to yeah. this. Was he part of the holiness First church? First of all, you're not even listening. I told you what won me over was the student debt, right? Okay. Student but debt. But before that, I was dating this guy. He's a military man, Air Force. Um, well, that's so, your mistake right there. Right? Chair okay. Force. <laughs> you know what they battle cry is? You know, like in the Army, we say hoorah, right? Yeah, yeah, Marines, yeah. they say hoorah, right? You know what they say in the Air Force? Yeah. Room service. Shut <laughs> up. Okay. I see why you say that, but it's cool. <laughs> But he was in the Air Force. I had been dating him for some a couple of years. So um, election time come around, he was like, "Yeah, Joe Biden and this and this and that." And I was like, "Nah, I don't think I'm gonna vote for him." Um, I normally vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, Who would you have chosen in the primary? Who did you vote for in the primary? Um, or did you not vote in the primary? I didn't vote in the primary. But this next election, I probably will vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, back to what I was saying. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, I don't whoa. think we're going to get to your segment. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> so you're going to vote for Trump in the next. You're going to let me tell my story. Yeah, I'm, I, I I I'm asking a question. I'm telling a love story and you're interrupting. Oh. But I'm asking so, a question. I'm not interrupting. Anyway, I'm asking. So he's in the military. See? So, you know, military men are very strongly involved in politics. Some of them are, yeah. Absolutely. Most of them are slaves. The, okay. So the <laughs> men who hold a higher standard in the military, which means they're... A higher rank. Right, right. Sorry. Yeah. The higher rank. Mm-hmm. They're very involved in politics because that's their job. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. They're Generally. politicians. Right. So everything... Different level of that. politics, but okay. They're politicians. So I was dating this guy. Mm-hmm. Um... And he was in the like, chair force. And they 
and your cheeks are turning pink. In the Air Force. And your cheeks are turning pink. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't tell, but... um, I'm looking at you. Are they pink? I think it's the rouge. (laughs) 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 Anyway, so I was dating this guy, and he was just, like, feeding me information because at the time, I was also in school myself, graduate school myself, so I didn't have time to follow up on politics, so I trust his word. Yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah, that's why I voted for Joe Biden. You but if what? I could do things over again, I would. So you know what? Here's the thing. Joe Biden did exactly what he was there to do. Now he needs to finish the job. And you know what the finishing the job is? He needs to tell the Democratic Party that I'm stepping aside and I will not run for re-election. You know what? Because cognitively. He's not there. He's not there. And there's a Democrat who I feel. There's two Democrats that I feel like would make perfect presidents. Who? Chris Murphy and Tim Ryan. Chris Murphy out of Connecticut and Tim Ryan out of Ohio. You know why? Because they're sensible, down-to-earth, pragmatic, blue-collar Democrats. I agree with that. They're not about all this student loan debt forgiveness. And I understand that as a plight that you have, right? But that's bad business because the simple fact— You've been to college? I have have a a master's degree. And that doesn't doesn't weigh for you? I don't have any student loans. (laughs) Ooh. I don't have any student loan debt. <laughs> so I have but you, undergraduate student loans. But I Excuse paid my Excuse me. Debt. My graduate degree was free. But, mm-hmm. however, I have undergraduate school loans. So my thing is. So how does that work? We got to talk about that offline. Yeah. I don't know how that works. So I paid my debt. Did you go to school? I did go to school. Then why you want to talk about it? I didn't, because I don't understand. Did you I, finish school? I didn't finish school. Okay. You know why? You know why? Because you became an entrepreneur? I was making more money than my professor. <laughs> but here's what I'm saying. It ain't nothing for us Woo. to talk about other than Woo. how you can set up your payment plans. Woo. Woo. But here's I didn't have thing. payment plans. I paid, I paid out of pocket. So did you finish paying off your student debt? I don't have no debt. Okay, then. So you paid by the semester. Got you. Out of pocket. What, did you, what was your degree in? I, didn't have a deg- I don't have a degree <laughs> Oh, because you didn't finish. Okay, so what was you going for? So, poli sci and and business. That's different. I know. That actually makes sense, though. That doesn't make sense to me. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, because a lot of HR execs have poli sci degrees. So, so I. Really? Yeah, and then a lot of the legal folks, too. So, so I studied poli sci. I can understand. So, so poli sci was important to me because. I can see you doing poli sci because you're just that type of person. So I I seen the importance of politics on a local level, yeah, and how it influences. That's the key, and it controls the narrative of our community on a local level. That's the key. So outside right? of your business that you run mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. that you say you work, mm-hmm. how have you been using your degree? I don't have a degree. I mean, well, if you was to graduate in, into that. Area. How have you been using them? My college experience or my life experience? Two different worlds. My my college experience has been it was just more social a social experience where I've learned how to play the game and I, I learned to understand the game because my political experience was completely different than the wow. <laughs> My political, because I, I met some 
And we talked about this on our past episodes. Yeah. Where I grew up in the streets. Uh, right? So, so like, in a transformational phase, I'm learning politics, I'm learning business, I'm learning um, a different aspect of life. When I was trying to learn Martin Luther King and Malcolm X was the two prominent black figures that I knew of. Mm -hmm. right? So trying to learn what their influences were, that's what drew me to politics. Because at the end of the day, it's all politics. You got to be able to make a phone call, for one. And two, you got to be able to say, hey, this ain't going to happen in my neighborhood. So if you could do college over again, what would it be? I wouldn't go to college. If you could do college over. I wouldn't do college. I would master in the, spe in the specific space that I'm in to say, hey. Because, like, cause again, I'm paying money out of my pocket. Like, so you paid out of the pocket. Yeah, 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 yeah. I pay out of pocket. So it's a different episode. So you went to like junior year. I went year, freshman, freshman year. year. In fact, I went to a pre. I went to pre college. It was pre college because it was a program that was paid for by my school. Gotcha. It wasn't even paid for by my school. It was a it was a program that was afforded an opportunity to to see whatever the whatever the situation was. So I'm in college and it was it was phenomenal. I loved it. I loved every aspect of it. Then we started our freshman year. We started our freshman year. These are all the I've never had homework in high school. Never had homework in my high school. My high school was See, I think high school should be a, a can we do that as an episode too? What's that? High school, just high school. Like how we have it. Well, you I talk about a high school notes. experience. So Are my, you taking my, notes of the episodes that need to be done? There's a lot of episodes. I have, I have a day, my high school at this point. Yo, no bullshit. My my high school experience, the way we the way I moved and operated in high school, yo, we ain't I ain't never had to do homework. Cause I was connected, the the headmaster, yo, both do arts, yo, y'all could holler at me. So the the headmasters to to the 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 office. That's so you was popular know. in high school. I was You was that nigga. I was that I was that guy. That's how you know you went to a good school. They had headmasters. <laughs> Yo, I was I'm that like, guy. What, the, what is a no, freaking headmaster? In the schools master? I went to, headmasters? They wasn't in the administration. Yo, no bullshit. What is a headmaster? Yo, no bullshit. I, I never Di heard of that. Different things I, to different people. Yo, I I was that I was What is that, a headmaster? He's the principal. He's the principal. That's another word for principal. Okay. Yeah. So Went to a so, private school. So nah, I didn't. Charter. It was a it was a public high school, and these motherfuckers gave not two cents about us in Cleveland. They didn't give a shit about us. Were, uh, so like my freshman year, my freshman year, niggas was getting bodied. Niggas was every. So there's two train stations. Oh, we in the hood. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah. So you either fighting at one train station or you could walk a mile or two miles <laughs> up the other way. And you getting either jumped or you banging too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and what yeah. was you doing? I was a Christian. <laughs> now my, my, my now my reality was like, yo, we 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 here. Like yo, this is the life. In a moment. This is the life. 
this is the life. So Survival? so like so I I I seen I seen how politics and business could change the the trajectory of my life and for what I wanted for our community cuz like I lost I lost my brother. I lost my brother at shit how was I 15. I was 15. I lost my brother. He was gunned down. 14 I lost a close friend. 14, I lost another close friend. 13, I lost five friends. At 13, at 13, I lost five close friends. All to the streets. So it's like, nigga, we allergic to lead. Like, this lead ain't working. This lead ain't working out for us. I'm saying, and this was a narrative that we believed in. Like, the, the streets, our neighborhood, like, ain't nobody fucking with us. So let me ask you a question. When did the narrative change? When I was exposed to like outside the hood, and, and it started, it started in middle school because I did go to a private middle school. It was a behavioral middle school, and and it's called an alternative school. I'm gonna say like what? It's an alternative school. It's an alternative school. And 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 the and so and you the, went to an alternative school because yeah, yeah, of your yeah, behavior. Because, yeah, yeah. I oh, was so fighting was every bad. day. I was in bad. You got them hands. I was in bad. I never took meds. I no, never. but I'm saying you got hands. Hands. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a North Carolina term. That's not, that's a universal term. Um, <laughs> do I got hands? <laughs> uh, hey, hey. <laughs> In Georgia, they would say, "I'm gonna put them paws on you." I'm gonna put them paws on you. <laughs> hey, listen, yo, we. I, I don't mean to. I don't mean to digress, but I told you, Ken, nigga, we go out of town. I got 19. How many seconds I got? 19 seconds in me. Yeah. I'm going to knock you out in 19 seconds. He got to do work quick. I'm going to knock <laughs> you out in 19 seconds. Has that happened? I feel like most people, most nah, guys man. over 30 got like 20 good seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and you well over 30, so I believe it. Yeah, we so. Well, I'm going to shoot you. I'll yeah. knock you out in, in 19. In our community, I mean, most of us I'm got shoot about I'm, I'm, I'm shooting. Nah, so you can't so, always shoot. So 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 you I think like kind kind of go kind of going back. I think that I'm shooting. I think no, that so going I'm back. I'm not about to argue back and forth with you. If I tell you what it is and you keep wanting to, you ain't got to argue. That's deep. You ain't got to argue. I mean, I but ain't you don't got to shoot. You don't have to shoot either. But can we go back? Can we go back real quick? If I'm shooting, it's a one shot. After that, I'm shooting. Oh no, nah, that's wasting bullets. Yeah. Hold shoot on, say, two shots. Tell me, tell me. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's stay on track. You know they say two shots. She She's did. drunk. Yeah. I'm. I'm not drunk. It's one shot I'm, to kill. I'm, I'm, I'm present in the moment. You ain't trying to let me finish. Oh, go ahead. You sure? But you I digress. Think. You digress. As a great Tim May would say. I. I think. I think that. A lot of what I've learned in school, hasn't been, what is actual politics. You know, I'm very proud of you because you went I from served, I served, yeah, I went for, I, I grew up in the hood. Yeah, the from I turned to school to almost col well, fuck college the, and fuck, almost graduate. Yo, fuck the school. Fuck the school. Because I've, no, okay. I've always been in the mud. Okay, go ahead. I'm just saying I'm very proud of you because you went from the street to college. Almost finished. Finished what you was going to do, but you went there. That's that's a big accomplishment. Thank you, I appreciate it. But I've always been involved because <laughs> it was important, yeah. right? As as much as as much as yo salute to my 
salute to my guys. Y'all, I love you, bro. I fucking love you. As, as much as they they protected and covered me from, they had so much principles that they instilled in me. Like, yo, no matter what, it's family first. Family first. What you believe in. <laughs> what you believe in. And what you believe in is, you, whether it's Christianity or or Catholicism, whatever it is, whatever it is that you believe in, you'll hold that to your heart. But yo, we out here. This is our family. Ain't nobody fucking with us. Family, what you believe in, ain't nobody fucking with us. So it's like, I went to college and I held every principle. And I'm like, yo, I have children. I got to work. They got to eat. I know how to get to the bag. I'm making, I'm making, I'm I'm doing well for myself at the present moment in time. Whereas my professors is like, yo, nigga, shit, nigga, I'm making 30, $30 $40,000 a year. $40,000 a year. That ain't no money. Especially up in that area. At a university, bro. Like, so like, yo, what do you have to, what do you have to say to me? Yeah. I think that's part of the reason why can can I just can I just touch on 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 the on the politics side? Go ahead. I politics side. Please digress done. back to politics. And I and I'm done for the night. All right. Thank I'm you. gonna go I'm gonna go home. I ain't get hit. So like when it comes to <laughs> politics, psych. And and what I was learning in poli sci mm-hmm. had nothing to do with and and I'm blessed. I'm I'm blessed. So what you learned? Your right hand to God. I'm 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 super super blessed. If if you grew up in Boston in the nineties, you've met the mayor of Boston, Mayor Thomas Menino, Mayor Thomas M. Menino. So like with with the mayor, you knew what he was about, you knew what he was into, like. So that was my introduction to politics, with what I wanted to do with the poli sci, right, with with the actual experience I met his consultant, his consultant took me under his wing. It was like, yo, this this is how real politics work. All that shit that you see. uh, So with, with what I've been able to, to learn, understand and grasp from the vaccine of the things of politics, it's like, yo, what you see, it, it, it ain't what it is. So like, yeah, you could talk, you had, you could have your talking points, but who's putting money behind what we, talk really talk about yeah of course i mean that's that's something that i i so we're having worked on you know a couple of uh, fairly major campaigns out of georgia i I learned that like politics is uh is a very hyper local thing and one point that you that i I definitely want to parrot that you talked about was like your local politics is much more important than the national oh it's a different world but black people don't understand that well, the reason why we don't is because we've allowed ourselves to believe that we're disenfranchised. The because thing is, you want to be a motherfucking Democrat. Not that. No, not that. I think part of the reason mm-hmm. is because... You voted for Trump, so we, I don't want to hear you. I mouth. didn't vote for Trump no, yet. Part of the reason I why... I voted for Biden in this last election. I think part of the reason why black people are disenfranchised or disengaged with politics is because we allow ourselves to be dictated to. 
right? Mm-hmm. We don't get out there. Like, for instance, I serve, I actually serve as part of the Board of Electors in Mec- Mecklenburg County, right? Really? God damn, you're a goddamn. So, so you a goddamn. Do the sound of it. <laughs> I, I said. Do, do the sound of it. No, I, you, you deserve that. No, no, because, like, you know, the last election that we had, the last primary we had, I sat there and I worked as a poll worker. Right, so I've been like he's a southern watching people. He's a southern yeah, yeah. but but here's the thing. One thing that I notice is that politics for some demographics is like a family affair. It's like it they, really is. They come in, oh, it's so and so's first time voting, right? And they're gonna vote Republican. And they're gonna vote the way their parents dictate to them they should be, be voting. Which I don't I, I disagree with that. You should vote your own, you know, sure, personal sure. research and conscience. But I think a lot of black folks, man, I think a lot of times it's just like we vote based off what the national media says. Mm-hmm. The thing is, politics is local. Yeah, You see what I'm saying? The only thing it, we it need is, to worry but about. But it's not, though. So here's the thing. The only thing that. It depends on what you're watching, CNN or yeah. Fox News. The only mm-hmm. thing we need to be worried about from a national level is really just where the money's coming from, how much money is coming to us, right? So think about it. Did you know? In the state of North Carolina, we have a fund that Governor Roy Cooper set up to basically, bu- it's called a buffer fund, where there's billions of dollars sitting in a general fund in the state of North Carolina to shield us from a recession, mm. right? I don't know how Is many Is that why states. they keep giving all like the HBCUs monies? I, I don't know if that's the reason why, but I think part of the reason why is HBCUs here in North Carolina? Yeah. Just in general? In North Carolina. Well, so it's part of the reason why HBCUs are getting money is because when Donald Trump was president, he allocated, I think it was uh, $50 billion to our HBCUs. Okay. He's done goddamn more for black people than everybody (laughs) else, goddamn it. And then uh, uh, when Joe Biden got in the office as part of his infrastructure plan that he passed, some of that money was allocated to HBCUs. He didn't more than goddamn Obama than goddamn any goddamn It's funny she said it because a lot of um, friends that I know that are taking like college courses now are free. Mm-hmm. And it's never been free before. Like for summer courses, you have to pay out of pocket for summer. Yeah. If you go to an HBCU. Yeah. Now it's free. Well, some, I mean, the thing is like. That because of goddamn Donald Trump? I think a lot of it is. I don't know if it's because of him or. Other guy, but so you don't Biden. even know his goddamn name. Goddamn it! You <laughs> or take Biden. you take a state like Georgia, but they say it's like a COVID relief. Mm-hmm. So yeah, some but of COVID it, could yeah. be cover up for anything. So you can use COVID as like a, so COVID relief package is kind of like the military budget. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right, you can use that money for whatever. Right, I mean, but at the end of the day, your local politics means more. Right. Than the national politics. Because sure. it's more important. Yeah, because those are people that are. But a lot of yeah, uh, controlling your life. Emphasis is not a put. On that though, it's no, more it's not. On national, the re- I think the reason why is because as long as they can get us focused on what's going on in Washington, they can control us. It's a, it's a distraction. Yeah, it's a control it's a, tactic. It's a distraction. You if say I, control, I say distraction. So bossy. Distraction. So bossy. Yeah. But bossy. if if I got you focused on, because CNN ain't talking about what's happening, and freaking the people that got shot in university last week. What? What do you mean? Three like three people got shot in the university area. A lady you got robbed. University like Charlotte University. Yeah. They're not going to cover they ain't that. They're talking about that. I'm not cover that. But, I don't even think I've seen that on, on Channel but they're Nine. Also, not talking about how when David Tepper 
bought into the Eastway development, mm. part of what happened is they shut down the open air market. Mm-hmm. And Republican Bakhtiari, Tariq Bakari, right, who was a local councilman here. What's his name? Tariq Bakari. I right? just know Bakari. He's a, he's a city councilman <laughs> right here in, state, in, in the city of Charlotte. He got with some of the other council members, and they got with those folks who lost their business mm-hmm. and set up a new open air market, right? When the, Saturday was the first day it was open, it was somewhere in Uptown, right? They're not covering that. But Do that's, you blame them? That's the local politics at work. They took a guy from Wall Street, David Tepper. He's the wealthiest owner in the NFL, right? He's from Wall Street. This guy came down here. He said, I want to buy that Eastway development so he can put a Charlotte FC over there. All those people got kicked out. They used to have a flea market over there. So Tariq Bakari. So what is he going to put right there? It's going to be a headquarters for Charlotte FC. It's going to be some mixed-use development, some retail, some housing. So where are those people shopping. going? Ain't no, bla- ain't no black people going to be there. That's the thing. Maybe one. Tariq Bakari said, I'll find this. I mean, they already there. bought out Central Avenue. Right. But that's what I'm saying. That's why local politics. Charlotte, yeah, that's why local politics is so. They bought the whole Charlotte. So I, I seen what happened in Boston, whereas you have a city that has a lot of rich black history, and this is all across the country. You have cities that have a lot of rich black history. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, money is, money is what matters at the end of the day. So if, if you could if you could buy into a, a gender, if you could buy into a cause, if you could buy into whatever it is that we want to do in this neighborhood, this is this is, this is what's gonna happen because real estate rules. Yeah, don't, don't look at me like. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's all a matter of like you don't know, get local. Come on, get local. She she did. She just slapped me with her eyelashes. She kind of dismissed you. That was really <laughs> kind of a dismissal. But real estate rules, like yo, if you're not, if okay. you don't own, the, if you don't own the land, if you don't own where you are, like yo, what you could talk what you want to talk. You could complain. You could march. Okay. So my nigga, you ain't you ain't got shit to say. That's like, true. Okay, That's so it's funny that you said that because my parents have left me land. Yeah. Um, in their name, but um, I always argue with them. Okay, it's it's fine that you left me land but i want land for my own kids as well yeah but the the market here mm-hmm. in north carolina is very it's not good for land yeah well it actually where is. it actually is you got to be like in the boonies the, where is it to to be able to the land that my parents yeah, left me in it? wingate oh that's good that's good that's fertile soil Oh, definitely. That's fertile soil for future development. Definitely. Because at one point, what's going to happen hold is... On, hold on a second. So he's who I usually hard at for, for, like, real estate. So here's the thing. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, this is your guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, hold on a second. Wait, this who you been talking about? What you doing for the rest of your life? Will you marry me? <laughs> so he's been telling me about a real estate agent, but it, he was coming with you. But go ahead. No, so so I don't so give, give our names, but you trying to marry me, though? Not. Here's yeah, why Wingate is a good spot. Yo, hold on a second. Yo, Ken, she just rejected me. She just rejected you. But we got 10 minutes, so I'm going in. Okay, go ahead. Here's the reason why Wingate is a good spot. You should keep that land. Don't do you do know where Wingate is? I know exactly where Wingate is. Okay. Right? I've been, I actually went to a play at Wingate University, right? Oh, so you definitely so know, know where exactly it's where at. So I know exactly where Wingate is, okay. right? And, and um, you know, I'm kind of like a public land advocate, so I go through there to go to URA National Forest. So here's okay. the thing about Wingate. 
that's a good spot because if you think about Charlotte as it continues to grow as a metropolitan area, right? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it can only go north, east, and west. You can't necessarily go south, right? Because you go right. south, you you want South, south Carolina. Carolina, right? You know, a as lot of people are east. buying up South Carolina. Yeah, but the thing about Wingate is that it sits in the spot to where on the border. Eventually, folks folks that don't want to be like way out in the country mm -hmm. buy property in Wingate, right? It's a, what is it like forty five minute drive outside of Charlotte, right? Definitely go out of seventy four, you get there soon, right? Mm -hmm. It's a good spot to be, right? I would advise you keep the land, don't do anything with it, just keep it. Wait just, ten, so so just pay the taxes on it and just pay keep the taxes it. and keep it because at the end of the day, it's an investment, right? It's That's an asset. Okay. The thing is with real estate is just like any other asset. You don't make a profit or a loss until you sell it. If you sell it too soon, you're going to take a loss. Or you're gotcha. going to, it's not necessarily loss, but it's a sunk cost, right? Because mm -hmm. there's money that you may have made that you will not make, right? Gotcha. I think Wingate is a great, because at, at some point, as we continue to focus on higher education, the university may want to expand. Mm -hmm. right? And it's private. And it's private. It sounds like it's, it may be quite a bit of land. Oh yeah, we got a couple acres. A couple acres. I mean, I, I would say keep acres. It, right. A couple. As a matter of fact, I was just on the uh, uh, North Carolina Wildlife Resources site today, because um, I'm I'm I'll be doing an event soon. I'm not hosting an event, but I'm gonna be attending an event soon. When is it? It's August sixth and seventh. Let it's, me know. It's I'll like a deer camp or whatever. And so one of the things that North Carolina wildlife resources is looking for is more locations to put in like shooting ranges, public shooting ranges. So if you think about it from Mecklenburg County, the nearest public long range shooting range, right? Is either foothills up in Cherryville mm -hmm. or you got to go all the way down to like, what is it? Hamilton County. Mm. So, or Richmond County, I'm sorry. Richmond with the Indian. Yeah. So that's, you know, anywhere in the periphery of Charlotte, if you got land, you keep it. In the periphery of Raleigh, North Carolina, you got land, you keep it. Because eventually, right, somebody's going to want it. Oh, definitely. And the thing is, they ain't making no more dirt. So that's my little real estate seminar. You got dirt, keep your dirt. Dirt is beautiful. Um, what I don't like is... Um people who do have land and sell it in the black community. Yeah. Like, so my aunt, um, Graham Street, you know mm -hmm. I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. You know how they buying up all of Graham Street and that whole area, like they're just coming in, yeah. tearing down things, buying it up, and gentrification, all right. of it. Right. Um, my aunt died, so the, um, the land was left to her kids. Gotcha. And the house, they sold it. That bothered me. Yeah. Because why would you sell? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you know, people sell, of course, for, you know, for money. money. But the thing is. But the money they're offering, and I, I guess because they never seen that. You that never seen a number amount, before. Yeah, and you never seen that amount before, then you'll sell. Yeah. The, the reason why is, I, so I look at it like this. If it's not enough money to make a generational impact, you should keep asset mm -hmm. right so for instance um 
in the southern the Confederate states, we you know we're real big into what they call heirs ownership or mm-hmm. heirs properties, mm-hmm. and all that is is a way for developers to take property from people, right? Because essentially, what happens is it was a sharecropper's, you know, they somebody was a sharecropper, this property got passed down, mm-hmm. right? And then what happens is there's 30, 40 heirs by the time we get to 2020, 2022. All it takes, if it's an heir's property, all it takes is for somebody to put a contract on that property with one of those heirs. That person has now bought into that property, and now they have a cloud on the title. Wow. The thing is that cloud can't be disputed if there's a valid contract. If there's a valid contract, that person can legally take possession of the property, Right. So what ends up happening a lot in the South... As long as they're heir, right? As long as somebody's an heir, right, they can sell a piece of that property. Well, now, if I bought one-thirtieth of the property, right, Mm -hmm. and nobody's doing anything to it, then I have what they call ownership by the entireties, which means that as even a one-thirtieth fraction owner of that property, Mm -hmm. I can still go in and take what they call a bundle of real estate, which just means I have all the real estate rights to the property. Word. Meaning that it would be as as if husband and wife own the property together. Husband died, wife can do whatever she wants to do with the property. Mm-hmm. If it's just a piece of farmland out in the country somewhere, 50 acres, 100 acres, nobody's doing anything with it. It's just a tract of land. I got one thirtieth percent ownership in that property. Well, now I can do whatever I want to with it. I turn around and do a land lease on it for 25 years with a developer. I It'll be nice. Build a neighborhood, but that's how they're taking our properties. It happens a um, lot in Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, South Carolina, Georgia. This is happening in our communities, right? Gotcha. And it's something where, if I could tell people anything, it's go get a will, go get a trust. You know, make sure you got some paperwork to back your own. Definitely ownership. a trust. Yeah. Will is good, but definitely a tr- if you have kids. Definitely a trust. Absolutely. Because my house will be in my trust for my kids. Yeah, so I'm a firm believer in that. But this has been a great conversation. I enjoy myself. How about y'all? I hated it. Well, you love awful. I love the Davidson Reserve. I can tell you that. Davidson Reserve has been great. But um, I need a cheeseburger or some some chicken wings. I I need some carbs. We should go to a midnight diner. Is that even still open? It's it's 24 hours. I thought they closed it down to build something else. I thought they gentrified it. No, 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 no. I was just there a couple of weeks ago. It's still open. I'm not going to Midnight Diner. Why? I go to Cookout before Midnight Diner. Cookout? Because it's always a line at Midnight Diner. I don't do lines. But it's a week. It's a a school night. Nobody's going to be Okay, we can check. We can check. And it's not. So if it was in school session, I would say no because it's like college night. Okay. Well, before we get out of here, Queen Row. Yes. Queen Row. Tell the people, where can they find you, what you got going on, your socials, the website, all of that. Because before that, before that, this has been a beautiful conversation. Thank you. Absolutely. And we really, really appreciate having you at the table. Most definitely. We got to have you back. Okay. It was a good conversation. May, maybe. I want to go into that religion thing. I, I'm usually the one that stays away from that. <laughs> okay, so we can do it. Long I as your wanna, friend is not. I just want to moderate. I'm a Christian. Conversation. Oh, you definitely got to moderate because you know how he is. So. I know. Yeah. Well, does that mean I'm a Christian? You're not I a mean, Christian. I profess to be one too. Take, I think fin- you're finish, finish off the Davisons. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah actually, you have controlling ways. 
Yep. <laughs> her bossy way. But yeah. Controlling and bossy. So the digresses. people can follow me at Unapologetic Ro on Instagram and mm. Rochelle Lucille on Facebook. And where can they find the podcast? They can find the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Let's Be Real. Awesome. It's It's been real talking with you, Queen. We respect you. We honor you. We appreciate you. So and much, much let me love. add this before much you love, cut me love. off. What? I, I can love. cut his mic if you want me to. Please I just, do. I just said much love. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. You see how black women ask. hate black men? <laughs> I just said as much love. Part two. So I want to say um, they also can hit up my, um, I have my own boutique. Okay. That's beautiful. Lizzie May Boutique. Lizzie yep. May Boutique. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to find you on IG. We're going to find you at Lizzie May Boutique. And we're going to check out the podcast. Most definitely. Let's be real. I feel like a crossover episode is in order. For sure. Sure. We I hear put you. put that in there. We're just, we just waiting for an invite. Yeah. Which I want to talk about. We, we'll talk about that offline. Okay. But anyway, we appreciate you coming to join us. As always, it's been another episode of The King's Table where it's all about brotherhood and purpose.